BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Detroit MC. Detroit doctor. Lazarus. <laughs> uh, welcome to New York and welcome to the Library of Tamanica. Thanks for being here again, man. Hey, man. It's a pleasure being on uh, with you. I was on with you before in the past, man. But, you know, this is in the flesh, so it's different. <laughs> Flag of the whole world strapped on to my armory. So hang me, sit down, be bomb me, but you honor me. Enemies on me, but my fans calling me to rise a fallen kingdom to hit a rise of a king whose depiction. So let's, let's start from why you are here. Why are you in New York City, uh, away from practicing medicine? What brings you to New York? Man, well, I've been on a tour with uh, with the Genius, with the Jizza, man. Um, we just we just rocked a, a crazy show in Detroit, man. We out here at the uh, Blue Note Jazz Club, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just uh, with the team, with the squad, and just uh, throwing it down, man, and, and, and representing real hip-hop. You know, as you know, we came off the, uh, you know, 25-year anniversary of the 36 Chambers tour with the Wu-Tang Clan, and, you know, we was in... 20 plus cities around the world and uh that's been an incredible experience for an mc such as myself what was that when when you got that call to be on that tour but also even to continue with jizza now what was that conversation like and like what was your first reaction when they asked you if you could get on tour with them right. i mean it, it started um well my partner divine seven i who's ghostface killer's cousin um and jizza's cousin he um you know me and him started uh opening up for ghostface Cause I got a record with Ghostface Killer um, called Decapitation Chamber that we dropped in 2018. And um, as soon as that dropped, then we started getting on the road with Ghostface, and we did a bunch of shows with him. And then we got in touch with the um, we uh, the show manager of the Wu Tang Clan saw our work ethic and what we were doing, and then it got us into the um, the, the Wu Tang Clan tours. And it started in uh, I think Washington D.C. was the first show that I opened up for the whole Wu Tang. So that's when I now I'm in front of like ten to twenty thousand people. Um, so it was just it was a monumental moment for me when that happened. But when I when I got word that I was opening up for the Wu Tang. For the first time, like I was floored, man. It was like it's my favorite rap group of all time. I want to talk about the tour, but I also want to talk about um, talk about the the track with Ghostface. And I remember, I remember the visuals going out for the video. I remember all that stuff. What is we're, you know we're in, we're we're in a day where you know you don't have like the you know video you know MTV is not playing hip hop video you know like whatever or you don't have a video music box. What for you, for you? What is the importance of actually having a video to accompany? the track 
I mean, I feel nowadays uh, having a video to accompany a track is more important than it was in the past because I feel like in the past people were more keen on buying records and um, going to the CD store to get your music and things like that. Um, nowadays, I feel like a lot of social media is about visuals. So it's like if you put an audio out there, unless you're like in the top five, like, you know, most popular artists, it's very difficult for your audio to spin around and, and, and get the rotation, proper mm -hmm. rotation that it needs to get because everybody's making music now. So your music, you're basically you're, you're competing with a billion other artists on these platforms they all have the same platforms that you have now right, right, the spotify the apple everybody's putting their music on these platforms so what's going to make your your song stand out so the way things have been going viral uh which is now the new term that's being used for music that's being shared um tremendously it's it's uh it's the visual that accompanies it um even if you look at some of the songs like look at the song that won the grammy award that this is america record that came yeah. out i mean if you just listen to that audio would it have gone viral mm -hmm. by itself it's the way the visual was that made a song as popular as, as it got. So I feel like a visual nowadays is very important um, to accompany the record. Uh, you know, you are on tour with Wu Tang, you're on tour with Jizza um, Now. What has kind of been that that big learning experience for you in terms of the li like how you used to approach your live show and now to kind of how you are starting to develop your new live show? Man, um, a tremendous change, man tremendous tremendous change and upgrade because i feel like when i first started like um because you know the the woo every time they did a show i watched it every time like it wasn't like i just did my show and i you know bounced or something like i, I would so, study yeah. and i watched all the artists that were on stage and i would just study the way that they were getting the crowd's reactions and responses and i feel like it was just some studying that allowed me to get more comfortable on stage with doing similar type of patterns on stage to get the crowd to react a certain way. Um, and I feel like, you know, at, with as a trial and error kind of experiment, like going on, on my set the next time, I'm like, yo, the woo, I remember they was doing something like this with the crowd. Let me try something along those lines. And it worked. And I was like, okay. So it's like you learn a lot of tricks, you know, um, watching and studying these the legends. How do you, uh, you know, you just mentioned, you know, you obviously mentioned the Wu is one of your favorite group of all time, right? How, how do you, this is obviously, I'm not an artist, but how do you like not kind of freak the fuck out when like, you know, when you're next to them, when you're on stage with them and like, how do you, how do you stay calm, I guess, throughout this, this whole experience? Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, you, you build, you build bonds and relationships, man. And, um, obviously, you know, when I first met them, I, you know, I had that, it was just, it was crazy, you know what I'm saying? But, um. You know, as you get to know them as, as people, man, and, 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 to, and to start, you know, having more of a mentor uh, relationship with these guys, then, you know, it just uh, allows that that bonding to occur. Like, you know, right now, with, like with Ghostface Killer, like it's just it's just that is that bond. Like he sees my hunger, he sees my drive and he, you know, respects the, the, the you know, what I'm bringing to hip hop. And it's just amazing to see that coming from like my favorite MCs. Yeah, I want to turn to some of your music uh, on the track Jug of Choice. You spit pulled a legend out of the sky and did a track with him uh who's the legend you're referring to here and what yeah. has been his impact on you sure um the legend that i speak of on that song is a, uh, it's a it's a, a pakistani uh a singer singer by the name of nusrat pateli khan and he was he was real big his you know his music actually popped up in a lot of american movies and things like that too but it was just one of those artists that like i remember um you know my, my dad used to listen to you know just represent the culture back home so it was just it, it was just one of those things and, and you know i'm representing for a lot of people man overseas and pakistan and, and, and india 
uh, who don't have a voice in hip hop, man. And this is I take a lot of I try to take a lot of inspiration from the culture and putting it into hip hop as well. And that's something that they they really appreciated when I did that. That song actually did very well when it came out for me. Um, it actually helped to inspire a lot of the mainstream artists that that are rapping over there in those countries right now. I what I know is when I listen to a lot of your music, I'm not, I can't get, I don't know if I specifics, but you reference a lot of, and it's not, it's not like explaining what's happening, but you reference a lot of, I think, international crisis, like that's hap- you know, happening. Well, why, why, why do you do that? Like, what's the importance of you know, even 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 if it's not, like, it's not like explaining what's happening, but it's actually you just do those little references here and there, and kind of, you know, add something. I think that's a staple of who I am, man. I think, um, you know, my whole life I've always been told like you have to fit yourself in a box. Like you're, you know, whenever you see a person, whenever I see a human being, like um, I'm supposed to think of them as as five or six other things before I can think of them, think of them as, a, as, as another human being standing next to me. So, you know, whenever I see somebody, I always look at them as a human first. Um, and I feel like that's something that I really want to bring out with my music and show that, you know, I stand for the world and we're one people. And that that's a message that I've, you know, it's just some, it's my belief. You know, I feel like regardless of what, what your background is what your ethnicity is what your what your beliefs are like at the end of the day like we all bleed the same we all breathe the same so um the bottom line is like uh, you're a brother to me mm. you know uh the track underdog featuring royce the five nine uh, i really like the track because it also reminds me of this track by the crew called underdogs uh and i think it's like a, it's a newer version of it right um why are you, why are you why are you the underdog here um, <laughs> um, I feel like I'm a, I'm forever the underdog, man, because I feel like no matter what I do, like um, I just I personally feel like I don't get the credit, you know what I'm saying, that I'm supposed to get. And, you know, I hear people make excuses about, you know, oh, because he's a physician, you know, that he doesn't deserve X, Y and Z in hip hop all because of his ethnicity. He doesn't deserve to be standing in these positions or standing in the hip hop culture and things like that. So I've always been kind of looked at as you're not good enough for this, man. You don't belong here. Those kind of things. And just having that mentality on every track that I get on, um, you know, allows me to prevail because I know that like when I jump on a mic and when I spit the bars, it's like I don't care who you are or what planet you're from. You can't deny that. Before I ask you about Detroit, I want to ask you when 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 you have those people kind of telling you you can't do this, you shouldn't do this, uh, and you know you can, and you obviously are, right? <laughs> uh, but what was that one moment for you? Maybe that one lyric that you wrote that said, "I'm good. Like I I deserve to be on this stage." Right. I mean. You know, it could probably be uh, probably be the underdog record, man. It could probably be when I, you know, when I spit the bars on there about, you know, just kind of being being this one man, just kind of uh, being pressed down and standing up from that and conquering. Um, you know, uh, I'm the slave who slays his masters. I'm the prey who preys on predators. You know what I'm saying? I'm the prey. Like I'm the guy that the the lion's supposed to come and eat. But I turned around and ate the lion. <laughs> nice. So what does that make me? 
that's dope. Um, you know, you, you talk about Detroit. You obviously, and we talked about this earlier, but we talked about this before the, the, the interview. But you know, Eminem obviously comes to mind, right? But for you, was there that, was there that MC that like maybe no one knows about, like MC's MC in Detroit that really had an impact on shaping your career or your your lyricism? Um, I mean, the, the MCs uh, in Detroit are, are pretty sad. Eminem and Royce definitely and very celebrated. Elzai is another one um, from Slum Village that that uh, you know I've always listened. Black Milk, um, those those artists. But I feel like you know those 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 guys are pretty well celebrated. I can't really think of too many people that aren't aren't put on uh, you know a, right. a pedestal of some sort, especially in Detroit. Right. Um, but yeah, definitely Em and Royce um, had the biggest effect. And so, and, and de they definitely get the, their flowers for that. You obviously speak more than one language. Uh, can you tell us what's the other language besides yeah, English? Yeah, um, I speak in Urdu, and um, which is which is also similar to Hindi, and then uh, you know bits of Punjabi as well. Oh, uh, and you also spit in two languages as well, which is yeah. incredible. And then I hear it, I'm like, I hope he's not saying some crazy shit that I'm like, you know, <laughs> I like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm probably, I probably am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think you might even heard me spit a little Spanish on this new one. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> what are the challenges when you're spitting, when you're going from English, when you're spitting two languages? I, I know sometimes there's also phrases that are not, don't come across the same way as if you said them in English or a different language. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely a challenge. Um, you know, I definitely, um, you know, try to try to get, you know, other people, natives to listen to it too, because sometimes I'll put bars together and then um, it's different when you're communicating, when you're speaking, and then when you're actually writing rhymes, because now you're getting into the the, the literal aspect of things. And when um, you know I, I spit bars in another language, you know I, I usually have somebody listen to it. And they might be like, "Yo, Laz, um, this this change this or whatever," and um, you know I'll make some adjustments to it. But it's been working out. What is I mean? Um, you're from Detroit, but you're from your your Pakistan standing descent. Uh, what is what what is the hip hop scene like in Pakistan? Man, it's flourishing. It, it when I started rapping, um, but I'm talking back early 2000. It didn't exist. It was non-existent. But it's like you know, every so often I go and um, make trips overseas, and it's like every time I go over there, hip hop is more prevalent, more and more prevalent. It's like, and I was shocked the last time I went over there. It's like every kid was listening to hip hop out there. I'm like, it wasn't like this before. So yeah, hip hop is 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 steady steady growing all over that um uh, South Asian subcontinent. What do they? I mean, what do they, they listen to? American hip hop or they listen to? Um, they listen to a lot of their own. Like they have their own artists. Um, who who I collaborate with as well. Um, but they listen to a lot of American. So they, everyone knows Fifty Cent, Eminem, Snoop. You know, everybody knows those guys out there. What's the uh, what, what's the what's the conversation that they're having in, you know, hip hop? Like, well, you know, what is the main, like, you know, obviously we have the commercial stuff here. Right. Social stuff. Um, they had a movie come out, uh, last year. It's called Gully Boy. Um, it was, it was, was kind of like an eight mile style story about, you know, one of the people who just kind of struggling and using hip hop as a way to, you know, kind of get them through a struggle. So, you know, a lot of people start talking about that in their conversations. Um, so there's a lot of, but you know, like the way that hip hop is over there right now, it's a lot of mainstream. It's like associated with their Bollywood mo movie industry. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is just kind of geared towards um, their movies and, and, and it's not always a reflection of what real like hip hop music is over here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you look at the, 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 the core, the essence of what hip hop is. And uh, that's something I'm trying to help address. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put real hip hop music together and show them 
that this is you know this is what hip hop is mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying this is what hip hop means uh, you have a new track out uh, it's about to be out uh, Break the Walls uh, can you talk about the track uh, you know because you talk about how walls separate us divide us as people as right. countries uh, right. why, 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 why this track now what, 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 what kind of what inspired it um I mean, it, it, the song, it wasn't originally intended to be about this, but it was just, it, as I was writing the rhyme, it's like, I, I, my producer that made this track, his name is Dr. Zeus, he's from the UK, so I was working with him, and he just put the beat on, and I just started, like, freestyling to it, and while I was freestyling to this beat, out of nowhere, I just came up with the line, countries want to build walls and i break them down it was just part of the line it was just part of the rhyme like it was not supposed to be the concept of the record or anything i was freestyling um but then he stopped the, he stopped the session and he was like yo say that again and i said it like two three times he's like yo that's the hook and so once once that became the narrative for the song then i restructured the song around that concept and and i feel like that concept is is more relevant now than ever um because of what's going on with the election mm. and with donald trump obviously you know building this or claiming to want to build his wall right. you know against uh, mexico and things like that but it's like i don't even mention him on the record i feel like it's a record that is universal and it can span to any place of the earth because ultimately i feel like you know when you're looking at somebody like even as an example like india and pakistan right so it's people you're talking about people a mile away from each other that look the same talk the same eat the same Everything is 99.9% .9 the same, even the same religion. But they're born and raised to have hate for the other because at the end of the day, like this line that's here makes you Pakistani or makes me Indian and vice versa. So now it's like I'm told my whole life that I'm not supposed to like you. Right. And I feel like that, you know, that's just one example of a million. And the purpose of my song, Break the Walls, is to show that, you know, these barriers that have been created between us they don't need to exist mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying learn about that person first before you judge that person and not only people um not not, not just countries but i feel like even barriers that people have in what they can accomplish in their own life because my whole life me personally my own example is that people have always told me that i can't be a physician and a hip-hop artist at the same time so that's a wall right and i had to break that wall just to prove that i could do that you know, so and I feel like those kind of obstacles are in front of all people. Like, don't put limits um, in front of what your goals are, what you're, what you want to accomplish, because you can break those walls. Uh, you're obviously a physician. You're you're on tour. When do you find time to write down anything uh, when it comes to music? Man, I mean, it's just like you know the rhymes just come to me sporadically, man. So it's like I might be I might be seeing a patient, <laughs> <laughs> and I might have a concept. I'm like, yo, Laz, focus on a patient right now. But on your lunch break, jot that stuff down. Man. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty random, man. I, I, I just think of rhymes all the time, man. So any, anytime I think of something dope, I try to write it down or just remember it and uh, use it for later. So there's no, I mean, like, I, I know, like, when I had a conversation with Crooked, right, um, he talked about how he would have to drive, like, his studio is, like, two hours away or something, and he would have to drive to start writing. So you don't have, like, a set place or um, time where... Nah, man, I usually just jump in my car. I jump in my whip and I'm just like, sometimes I need that. I need like, if it's a beat that I have in mind or something I'm writing to, I just need to get in a, a quiet space um, where I can just reflect on it. And then it just, the rhymes just start to come. And uh, that's usually my process. I mean, if it's in a studio, it's in a studio, but it doesn't have to be. It could just be anywhere, uh, you know, where I'm just private and comfortable. This is a conference. This is a question I probably should ask you in the beginning, but why, why do you, why did you choose 
rap to be your kind of artistic form of expression like what was it about it that said to you i this is this is what i want to do it was just the realest it, it was just the realest form of expression like growing up listening to the rap that i came up listening to like that was the rawest form of communication that i've ever heard like um you know i, I ain't never heard no teacher no parent um you know what i'm saying no no preacher nobody ever speak to me the way the mcs was speaking to me because when i heard the mcs i had to listen mm -hmm. like i was rebellious but no matter what that like i'm listening i'm tuning in when you telling me about what you experienced in your life like i'm listening to you because it's coming like i can feel it um so just taking that energy and and expressing my own pain through it um it just kind of spawned the lazarus and then where does the the, the medicine passion come from um it's it's a combination of things uh you know obviously you know the way the way uh i was brought up and i feel like the way a lot of um people of my ethnicity are brought up you're kind of uh you're kind of structured in a way that like you want to excel in school you got to do well because you know my father you know he came to america with nothing like a nickel in his pocket so he's like look my success is going to be through my kids so mm -hmm. and he's always saying like I want you to be a doctor like that was his dream like to, for that to happen because to him it's like there's no other way for somebody like me of my ethnicity to make it in america and there's there's people that you know, when you study you get through this you can get you can become that you become successful but then along the road uh, um you know i had experiences deaths that happened uncle grandmother passing away and i'm you know just kind of just sitting there thinking and pondering about the human body so that's also been a passion of mine it's just so happened that i'm studying and, and excelling in my classes to become a physician but at the same time it's like i love putting rhymes together so now i'm conflicted like what do i do who was your uh for rhyming who was your major kind of support system uh like who'd i who'd i listen to no no i mean who did you like who when you first yeah. when you first said i wanted to do this who were you bouncing ideas off of or who were you hoping yeah i had a couple um a couple of my homies man when i was in high school um they was doing the same thing as me so i would go to uh one of my friends his name was ben i used to go to his, his house and we used to go in the basement and just start writing rhymes and um that was just kind of like a hobby like we play basketball and then we go in the basement and start writing rhymes so it was that and then i had my uh my older brother you know what i'm saying me and him we were always like listening to all the the, the, the illest hip-hop and we always prided our prided ourselves on like you know knowing what real hip-hop was uh against all the other stuff that was coming out so um so definitely you know i had a few friends and and my brother yes uh, last question uh you know you, you were on tour with woo you're now on tour with jizza if you had a lyric your own lyric that kind of sums up where you are kind of in your career or as, as an artist what would that lyric be yeah so um i would i would say man that the first rhyme of uh break the walls you know i say welcome to my era declare a revolution from your illusion we're looking at the mirror like it's my time it's my era so any all this falsification and nonsense that you're seeing right now it's I'm the ruler, the leader, mumble rapper eater. Nice. Uh, Detroit MC Lazarus, Lazarus, as always, man. Thank you so much for being the library. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. Cool. Yeah, make sure you um you guys catch me on Instagram at LAZ Detroit. Um, look out for my new single, Break the Walls. South America, Wu Tang, we coming soon. April, it's going down. Laz Army. When are you going to go back to being a doctor? Um, <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow <laughs> For real <laughs> Alright
represent for every nation that I'm taking around. Countries wanna build walls and I break them down. Countries wanna build walls and I break them down. Countries wanna build walls and I break them down. Countries wanna build walls and I break them down. People wanna build walls and I break them down. People wanna build walls and I break them down. People wanna build walls and I break them down. People wanna build walls and I break them Wake up in Africa, see the lions and the zebras, get a visa to Indonesia, breathe the air and peace, and I hit up Rome next and put my statue next to Caesar, stimulate your brain like I'm an epileptic Caesar, spitting the flow, get in my zone, a single percentage of any competitor sit on my throne, picking a bone with anyone trying to edit me, send to me, leave it alone, switch up the tone, create a scheme, earn money as a rapper, my day job, your parents dream, I break the walls of expectation, empower the world with every destination, as we are prisoners of law and order, segregating us a land like it's the ocean waters, patrolling us in all the borders countries want to build walls and i break them down countries want to build walls and i break them down BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.